Hello, welcome back to the Daily Hype Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pollard, and you are listening into a business episode of mine. These are a little bit longer because I want to make sure that I can really dive into the different processes, ideas, and implementations that I have in my business that I used in my side hustle so that I could really scale, really start to see some money coming in. And this is something that I want to make sure that you're really understanding and you can implement also into your business. Today, I want to talk about building your business roadmap. It's something that I'm very passionate about small business owners having. I think it's the key to growth. I think it's also the key to making sure you don't get burnt out, that you stay focused, right? So I want to make sure that we are really diving into what that looks like, building a solid plan for how you implement that into your business, and making sure that it's something that's easily digestible so that you can understand, because this is a little bit of a visual exercise. So I'm doing my very best here to make sure that everything that I'm explaining comes through in this audio forum of my podcast. So roll with me here. Now, I do want to talk about what necessarily a roadmap is, what it does for you, the benefits of having one. For me, a roadmap is my five priorities of my business and knowing what the process is for each of those five priorities, how long each of those takes, and building that into my calendar so that I know each week what stage I am in my business of those five priorities. So the benefit of doing this is that I can see clear lulls in my calendar, which means that I know exactly the best time to go on vacation or to take a trip or to just relax for a little bit. I also can build in those lulls so I can move and adjust some things around if I know that there's a particular week that I want off. Maybe I don't want to work the week of my birthday. Maybe I don't want to work for a full month in the summer. Maybe there's a period of time where I just want to take a break and I want to make sure that I have some time for myself. That's great and that's good. This is a way that you can plan that time in. I also want to talk about the benefit of knowing every single week what needs to be done. The way that this works is that we have different stages of our business. There's parts of our business where we're in brainstorm mode, where we're doing research and development or R&D. We are marketing a new project. We are sourcing materials or trying new software. We might also be um, creating that product, right? Whether it's a good or a service, we're creating that product. You're in marketing mode, you know, so there's so many different um, layers to the process of our business. And when we schedule out when we're going to be doing each thing, we won't overextend ourselves. So for me, I, you know, we all suffer a little bit from this comparison game, and I'm definitely guilty of it sometimes where I see somebody else doing something and I think, oh my gosh, I need to be doing that too. Or, you know, or even worse, I'll compare myself to myself, my own journey. And I'll say, shoot, I need to be doing X, Y, and Z. I told myself I would be doing those things. Now, if I've already built out a plan, if I've already built out this roadmap, I can easily calm myself down and say, okay, that's something that I'll look into in the future. If I'm playing the comparison game with someone else, Or I'll say, you know what, I know that I feel like I need to be doing this and this for my email automation. I need to be doing this for my social media. I need to be doing this for my new course that I'm creating or this new product that I'm creating. But knowing that, oh, I'm actually doing that in two weeks or, oh, I've already built that into the plan, I can stay in the zone of that week, right? I can stay focused on what needs to be done that week instead of getting too far ahead of myself or suffering from this comparison game, right? 
The other thing that's really nice about building out your year is that we want the freedom of entrepreneurship, right? Like the point of entrepreneurship is not to be a time suck or to completely strip you of all of your free time. We want to make sure that we're embracing the freedom of entrepreneurship. So if I show up for a week and know that I need to source a few different products, I'm here to market some different things that I have launching and I need to create a different product that I'm working on. Once those are finished, I'm done for the week. That was my goal. That was what I needed to do. Now, granted, do I want to maybe do something for the future? I could, but that's an option. So then you have the the freedom of entrepreneurship. You can show up on a Monday, get all of your stuff done, and chill, right? And that's what I want for you. Now, this does take a little bit of time to do. Also, you'll have to forgive me. New York City is out of my window, and it's very loud sometimes. But this will take a little bit of time to do sometimes, but it is worth it for the long run. And when I say it takes some time, I mean some hours one day, right? And you, you can map out you can map out the next 6, 12, 16, 18 months of your business just in part of a day. The other thing that I do want to point out that I kind of touched on is that I do keep a separate digital notepad. I use Evernote. You can use many different things to keep track of all of these ideas that come up. So let's say I'm scrolling on Instagram and I see someone in a similar industry to me and I think, wow, I love that they're doing a membership program or I love that they just launched this amazing product or I love that they're doing this. I want to do that for my business. That would be a good fit for me. What I do is I put those ideas in a notepad and I build out in my roadmap a period of time every six months where I go back to those ideas and I really look at whether or not they are valid because we we tend to think, okay, I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to do that. But we don't just do anything. We want a strategy with everything that we do. So that means when we have that idea, what does the process look like for that? How much time will that take for me? What are the resources that I'll need to achieve that well? So putting that in the future and giving yourself time to really carve out looking how valid it is for your time, how valid it is for your business, that's something that you'll review on a rotating basis so that you can implement it down the line. Okay, this kind of like takes away that whole feeling of like, I need to do this thing and I need to do it now. So, okay, now we know exactly the benefit of creating this roadmap. You're like, great, yes, I want the freedom in my business. Yes, I don't want to complain the comparison game. I don't want to burn out. Totally understand. So the next thing that we want to do is we want to create and identify our three to five strong priorities in our business that we are planning to commit to for the next 12 months. And 12 months may seem like a long time, but when you find the goals that you really align with, they're really easy to identify. For instance, for me, I have one product that I'm launching that's super important to me that you will actually be hearing about after this podcast episode. You're, you have access to the waitlist. There's also another product that I launched earlier this year, the 30 and Thriving uh, Workbook. That is something that's important to me and will be launching throughout next year. And then I also have things like, I want my podcast to get a certain amount of listens. I want my email to reach a certain amount of subscribers, right? So identify what those priorities are, and we want to set smart goals for them. So like I said, this could be social, it could be how many clients you book, website hits, email opens. So identifying those those different goals and align yourself with those priorities. Then what we want to do is use the SMART method to make sure that we're thinking about these goals appropriately. 
So I don't know if you've ever heard of the acronym, (laughs) the acronym SMART, but it stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, Timely. And that's all for your goals. So making sure that your goal is very specific. You're not saying, I want to grow my email subscriber list. You're saying, I want to grow my email subscriber list and hit this exact amount of people. You want it to be measurable. We want a number associated with it. Some people like to say that they want to grow their business by 50%. I personally find that's too vague. I like to use a specific number that we know that we want to grow to. If you're gauging this with product sales or clients that you work with, make sure that that is a specific number. I want to sell X amount of units. I want to generate X amount of revenue, okay? So specific and measurable. The other one is attainable. So making sure that this is something that is attainable, but still challenge yourself, right? So I don't want you to make a a goal of 100 email subscribers in a year if you think you can actually do that in a month. What I want you to do instead is think, what can I do in a year and what is just a touch past that so that I'm still reaching for something a little bit further than that, right? So attainable. And then relevant and timely. Relevant basically means that you're doing this in um, a way that makes sense in your business and timely makes means that it's something that aligns with, you know, the world and the timeliness of what we're doing. Like this is not necessarily the best time to be launching a international travel company. So relevant and timely as well. Smart, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, timely. So make sure that you do have those numbers associated with each of your five goals. Great, done. Now what I want you to do is I want you to sit down and write out what the process is for each of those steps. For instance, for me, let's say mine is creating my podcast, right? I want to sit down and write out all of the different ideas that I have in my pod ideas for my podcast. That's step 1, brainstorming. Step 2, choose the pro- the topics that I want for the next mm, 2 months, let's say. Step 3, write the outlines. Step 4, record. Step 5, so on and so forth. Now, if this is a product launch, it may be that you want to do R&D, you want to do some research and development. You want to test the product. You want to source your materials, obviously. And you want to tease. You want to announce that something's coming. You want to launch it. Maybe it goes to sale or promo. So find your process. We call this an SOP, your standard operating procedure. The more you can incorporate SOPs in your business, the more you can automate and kind of let your business do the work for you. So instead of you know, being in your head and wondering like, what am I supposed to do next? You can stay in creation mode instead of, um, you know, trying to like juggle all of these different priorities and responsibilities that are associated with a specific process. So write out each step of your process for each of those five priorities. Now, some priorities are going to be very expansive. I have some processes of mine that are actually like 26 steps long, Other processes of mine are really only like three steps long and they're actually super quick. So every process will be a little bit different, but it's important that you write out each step. And it's also important that you're honest about how long each process takes. So be honest with yourself. If something's actually going to take two weeks, tell yourself it's going to take two weeks. If you get it done sooner, great. If something's going to take four weeks and you tell yourself it's going to take two weeks, then you're going to be using 
two weeks where you're supposed to be further in the process to continue that step. So make sure that you're being honest with yourself as well. We don't want to be idealistic because that's when we kind of start to make mistakes. That's when we start to see anxiety. We start to get those thoughts in our heads that we're like not doing enough, right? So step one, find those goals. Step two, create your processes. Find the timelines for each of those processes. Now what I want you to do, this is where Excel comes into play. If you're not an Excel person, I promise you this is the easiest part. Basically, all I do is I put all of the months at the top of the sheet, and then I put week one, week two, week three, week four in each of them. Now, some months will have five weeks, some will have four weeks. Definitely make sure that you account for that. But I have every month and every week for the next 16, 18 months in that Excel spreadsheet across the top. Down the side on the left, I have each of my five priorities so that I can track every single one of my priorities and where they are in the weekly scheme of things for the next you know, year and a half. So then what we're going to do is we're going to kind of put those steps into those weeks. I like to color code them personally, but it's totally up to you. Now, here's the best way to do this is I want you to start with that yearly goal that we set. I want to get 10,000 email subscribers, Okay. Then I want you to break your year into half. We're going to keep breaking our goals in half until we get to weekly goals. So for instance, if I want to get 10,000 email subscribers, then that means every half year I need to have 5,000 email subscribers. Now, you also have to understand that there is a little bit of a sliding scale. It might be really slow at first and then take off at a certain point. But this is generally an easier way to kind of digest really big goals. So great, by the half of the year, I need to have 5,000 email subscribers. So if I break that down into four quarters, then that means every quarter, every three months, I need to have 2,500 email subscribers, which means monthly I have to have about 750, 800 monthly subscribers, which means weekly I need to have about 250 new email subscribers. So that helps me create a plan. How am I going to achieve those new 250 email subscribers, right? That way I can start to ideate what does that look like? How do I want to attract those people? What kind of product do I want to offer them so that they stay nurtured, so that they stay around, right? So that's a, that's an idea for a service. Now, if this was a product, you could say, I want to sell 10,000 products, and then in half of the year, I want to sell 5,000, and so on and so forth. So you can do this with revenue. You can do this with clients. You can do this with social media following, podcast plays. Start with your year, break it down to half years, quarters, monthly, and then into weekly. So those are that's how you break out your goals, but now we want to insert our processes into the year. So we know what our process is. We know what our timeline is. For instance, I have a very massive product that I want to introduce. It's very time consuming. It's one of my most important products that I will be offering. So for me, I know that that is about a 26-week process. For me, there's about four weeks of research and development. That's where I'm really looking at different people, what products they're offering, what do I love about what they offer? What am I really turned off about from their offer? What are people needing? What am I seeing people asking for, right? And then brainstorming also kind of corresponds with that. How much of this am I able to take on myself? How does this incorporate into my business? So I allow about four to six weeks, depending on the process, 
sometimes even up to like one or two weeks if it's a smaller product or an easier service. So allow some time for research and development. Give yourself, I give myself, I say a week to brainstorm. Now, granted, I'm not using the entire week. You also have to realize that. So if there's five different parts of my business, I might be brainstorming two things at once. So it's just that within that one week, I need to be brainstorming. So I just want to make that clear as well. So research and development for a few weeks. I brainstorm for a week. Then I give myself a week to source my materials. What software am I going to be using? What materials do I need to purchase to create this product? What do I need to have in order to create this product, this service? Okay. So then I test it for a week. I make sure that I give this someone to someone for free. I really believe in giving away your products for free at the beginning. It gives you testimonials. It also gives you really great feedback, and it allows you to test the process. So we test our process, we test our product, and then I actually build in two more weeks of sourcing products again, sourcing materials again, and testing the products again. That's because sometimes we test the product and it's wrong. So then we can go back to the drawing board, and I have that incorporated into my schedule. The good thing here is that sometimes you test the product and it's good to go. You can go to market with it. So now you have two weeks built in where you can kind of focus on other parts of your business and chill for a second. I don't want you to move up the launch. I don't want you to say, okay, so that means that next week I'm actually going to start teasing the product. No, I want you to chill those two weeks. You built in the time. The time is there. It's up to you whether or not you use it. So then I want you to set up your launch. That's what I typically take a week, sometimes two to do. That's when I decide what is my marketing strategy? What do I need to set up on my website? Are the buttons working? Is the site published? What email automations do I need? What social media is necessary? Now you don't need all of those, but this is the time to think about how do I want my launch set up? What do I need for my launch? And get that prepared in that next week, maybe two weeks. Then you're going to tease, announce, and launch. So that could take a multitude of different times. Maybe you want to take two weeks to tease it, two weeks to announce it, two weeks to launch it. Maybe you just want to go straight to launch and pull a Beyonce lemonade and say, boom, it's out there, take it or leave it and run with it. So then I leave about four to six weeks for a sales period. That's just like active selling. Sometimes I'll be actively marketing at the same time. Maybe not. Maybe it's just live on my site to sell. And then we close with either a sale or a promotion, especially if you're a product-based business, or we skip that stage completely and we just close the sales, close the cart. Now, when that happens, people think they're done with their process. And you're probably like, Ashley, you just went over so many different things. But basically, all I'm trying to say is find your process and figure out your timeline. I wanted to share what my particular timeline is, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be your timeline. Now, at the end of that timeline, I need you to build out at least one week to analyze your analytics, to analyze your stats. So this is when I want you to, in however you measure your goals, whether it's an Excel spreadsheet, whether you're using a tracking software online, a tracking app, I want you to really look at how many people were interested in this, how many people converted into sales, how many emails were opened, what was my click rate on my website, how many people were visiting my website, and the time, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Which marketing strategy worked best? How many people showed up to my event? 
which A-B testing went well, right? So like take a minute to look into your stats because you'll learn from them. So then you can say, wow, it's interesting. This marketing strategy didn't go as well as I did because I made a measurable goal for it, right? So if you're thinking, okay, I want to use affiliate marketing and I'm expecting to receive 10 to 15 sales for my business based on this affiliate marketing and you get 22 sales, great, that's something you want to optimize on. If you say, okay, great, I want 10 to 15 sales and you get three, is there something that you dropped the ball on with your end or is it something that doesn't maybe vibe with your business? So this is a great time to kind of look at everything that you're doing, be critical while being kind and say, okay, what worked? What didn't? What do I want to move forward with? What can I fix? And what do I want to drop? So that is the critical part of the end of every single timeline. At the end of every single timeline that I have, I analyze my stats. So for me, my biggest launch period for a major launch is 26 weeks beginning to end. I then wait another 14 to 26 weeks to launch it again. And when I say launch that timeline, I mean that I start research and development again. Now, sometimes my timelines can be different. There can be something where if it's something new for you, your research and development will be really long. And then the next time you'll really only need a week just to make sure it still vibes with your crowd, right? You may also just need to announce something and sell it because you already have stock, you already have the product, you don't need to source it. There may be times where you need significant marketing. So you need like maybe a six-week marketing time. There may be times where you don't need any major marketing. So I want you to know that your launch period, your roadmap for different things, your timeline for different products and services that you offer may differ. So the point isn't to have that 26 week long thing for every single thing that you're doing. It's to make sure that it aligns with whatever product, service, goal you have on your roadmap. So once I figure out my process for everything, I can then put in each week what I'm doing. So for instance, if I know research and development will take six weeks, great. Research and development is the color purple on my Excel spreadsheet. So I'll color in six weeks of purple from June week one to July week two. And that's when I'm doing research and development for this one product. And then during that same time, I know that something else will have launched three weeks prior. So that's when I'm in active selling mode for this product. So that way, every single week I know, great, I'm researching this product. I'm selling this service. I'm working on building out my, you know, a goal of this. You know, maybe I'm building out my email strategy. So every week I know what I'm doing. And I know that you're, if you're still here, you're like, this is such a whirlwind. But I want to break this down very simply for your big takeaways at the end of this. The biggest takeaways are make five measurable goals for your business. Measurable is the key thing here. This is not, I want to do X, Y, and Z. And just so you know, I think that your financial goals have to be one of these. So if you're, if you figured out your five goals and financials aren't one of them, then you need a sixth one for financials. And for me, that's, I'm only going to spend X amount of money. That is how you keep a budget. That's how you keep you know, yourself in line with your finances. I see so many people just throwing money at the wall and it's because you don't have goals for your financials. So that's just a different aside. That's a podcast for another day. But find your five priorities. Create processes for each of those priorities. 
and nail down your timeline for each of those products. This will take one week, this will take two weeks, this will take four weeks, and go from ideation to the launch to the close of that timeline, ending with analyzing your stats so that you can know what you learned and what you don't need from that timeline. Like I said, I use Excel so I can see my whole year at once. I think that it gets lost if you do this in a planner. So I do put this in Excel and then I transfer it to my Google Calendar once my year is fully built out. Now, I know that I said business podcasts were gonna be about 10 minutes, but I really felt like this was important. This is something I want you to come back to. This is something that I really think you could be taking notes at and pausing to kind of see how you can incorporate this into your business. But this is exactly what I do. This is not a secret. This is not something that I want proprietary to myself. This is exactly what I do. This is what a lot of big brands that I've worked with do. And this is something that I know can help you avoid burnout. This is something that can give you freedom in your business and help you stop playing the comparison game. Focus on your five priorities for the next year. Revisit your new ideas every six months and see how valid it is to come to implement into your year and go from there. If you need anything, if you have any questions, please let me know. I'm also happy to build out your year for you. So let me know if that's something you're interested in and we can go from there. But I hope this helps. I hope this gives you some clarity and I cannot wait for next week when we talk about product suite. See you there. This is for all my entrepreneurs out there. Let me guess, you either have an idea but don't know where to start, you've started but you don't really know how to make that really good money, or you have your idea, you're ready to go, but you're so overwhelmed and want that guidance that comes from a mentor. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about my group coaching program that just launched, the Square One Accelerator, taking you from square one to moneymaker in eight weeks. You get 30 plus webinars on things like how to create your branding, developing your product suite, finding loyal customers, and worksheets to help you organize your business. You get my exact emails that I send for collaborations or working with others. You get my exact spreadsheets that I use day in and day out to run my business at your disposal. On top of that, you also get weekly group calls, a dedicated Slack channel to chat with everyone else in the program, one-on-one calls with me for custom guidance to your journey, community support, and a ton of new friends at the same stage as you. Square One is about creating the strongest foundation from your business to your community to your mindset. So you can stop sacrificing so much and start enjoying what you've created. If you're listening still, I know you're like, wait, this is amazing. Tell me more. If so, click the link on my show notes or go to ashleypollard.com to find out more information on this life-changing business transformation. I cannot wait to work with all of you. Let me know if you have any questions.